I'm Becca. And I'm Katie. And welcome, welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Alrighty, we're at you today with a new general topic. Woo! Holidays what? was great. We're moving on from that now. If you had feedback, it's too late. Yeah. We're, we're over it. We're over it. <laughs> so what is our new general topic? Our new general topic is going to be stuff and things. Stuff and things and things and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the as items, general as they come. Yeah. <laughs> items that we possess, items that we own, things that we have. Yeah, I guess. Material possessions. Material possessions is what we're talking about. Okay, so then within that, we are starting with the specific topic of our stuff. <laughs> Which is how we start every general topic is our yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's what we know, where we can start from, because mm-hmm. we have the information right here. Right here in my brain, we're going to tell you all the stories about all of our stuff and how we grew up and what stuff means to us and how we buy stuff and how we shouldn't buy stuff and all the stuff we have. Stuff we have, stuff we like, stuff we don't know why we have and won't get rid of. Stuff we want. <laughs> Things... Things and stuff and like that. <laughs> yep. That's what we're going to be telling you about. How should we begin? Hmm. Well, has stuff always been important to you? Yes. Thank <laughs> you for asking. <laughs> Growing up, we always had a ton of stuff. My mother, <laughs> she likes to collect very specific things, but she collects like a lot of books, not so much anymore, and... She also collects a lot of, like, vintage glass, 1950s, porcelain, and things like that. Figurines. A few figurines. That's her thing. Like, anytime you go to an estate sale and you see all these, like, dishes and things, that's that's her whole mm-hmm. thing is dishes, cups, plates, all that. And so, growing up, it was wall-to-wall, bookshelves, tables... Fill every space. Fill every space. Every wall had many shelves on it. There was not, like, an open piece of wall. Like, not even the windows? Like, there was, like, tables up against the windows. So looking around the wall, much as we have it now in our (laughs) apartment, if you follow the wall, there's stuff everywhere up against every single wall. We've, We've exercised a little restraint. Uh, you haven't let me put some things up because you're like, there's no more space on our walls. I've, I have a bag of things in my closet that's for whenever we move. So I've been collecting things, hoping for more space to put them in. Yeah, definitely more wall space. I want more windows, but also more wall space. I just, I need more rooms. Is the pr- Okay, so we're getting off topic. So growing up, that's what my house was like. And we were... N- I'm going to go ahead and say we were poor. In my mom's house, it didn't feel like poverty because of the sheer amount of stuff. And like, we always got, I feel like I always got what I wanted. I never wanted things that were brand new. I just wanted things. So I'm sure my mom could get them from Goodwill or get them at a discount store so that she wouldn't be paying. In garage sales, get them at a ridiculous price. So I had all... All sorts of stuff. Whenever I switched bedrooms going into, like, middle school, I got a giant room, and we filled it. And we picked a theme for that room, which was green and purple. And so she started (laughs) buying everything in green and purple. I had a green canopy. I had purple 
tassels that hung over the door. I had boxes to hold stuff that were green and purple. Like, she went out and got a bunch of stuff specifically for my new giant room to be green and purple. (laughs) Wow. Barney style. (laughs) So, we've always had things aplenty. And it's always been not, like, I'd say very clean and relatively organized. But it is a lot. What about you? Um, well, yeah, we always had stuff growing up. Lots of stuff. And I don't know, we were, I would say middle class, but our money was not consistent. So my dad rented out houses. And if we had full rental, we were very comfortable. And if all the houses were empty, things were tight. So... My my childhood was always like kind of a back and forth of like I was not spoiled. <laughs> no, you've said you were spoiled before, I'm sure. I well, I was spoiled. I don't feel like I have spoiled traits. Uh. But yeah, like for a while there, anytime my dad took me to the grocery store, he bought me a Barbie doll <laughs> while we were there. The name brand Barbie dolls. Wow. And so for a while there, I just had a bunch of Barbie dolls. And then I was like, oh, we don't have full rental again. No more Barbie dolls. Mm. So, but no, pretty much, I got pretty much everything I wanted. That we were not organized. My house was always (laughs) very cluttered. It was also a little dirty sometimes. Yeah. You always had rodents for pets. Well, and we were just in the country. There's more dirt. There's dirt everywhere. Everywhere. It gets tracked in. It's hard to clean a three-story house. Yeah, no, you'd have to start at the top and go down two more stories. It'd be a lot to clean. Yeah. So, you know, but I would say more so it was cluttered than dirty. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, just stuff piled up on tables and chairs. And and my dad would always get so antsy about, like, if it's not clean, blah, 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 and want to do, like, a big sweep clean. But you know what matters? It's not the big sweep cleans. It's the maintenance. And Mm -hmm. we were never consistent on the maintenance. Mm -hmm. No, I used to have to help my mom dust all our knickknacks. That was my job was sweeping and dusting. And we did it pretty often. I'm sure we did it, like, a few times a month. It would be time to clean. And so I'd go through and I'd sweep. She'd go through and she'd vacuum. And then we'd end up dusting everything. And she cleans the kitchen every time, every single day. Not like a, like, I don't know. Because she cooks in there. Yeah. And when she's done, it's going to be clean. So she wipes off every counter and she cleans the sink and she does the dishes every single time she cooks every single day. So the kitchen was clean every time. So responsible. Every, she just hates it being dirty. Well, that's not how I was raised. <laughs> also, roaches. We had uh, roaches really bad. And so keep them out of your kitchen. If you keep a clean kitchen, you will have less pests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I challenge you to find a house in Waco that doesn't have roaches. <laughs> True. But it, I'm sure it could have been a lot worse. So she just, she always cleaned the kitchen and we would clean things fairly regularly. That wasn't always how it was. I do have memories of my childhood room 
being so dirty and cluttered that I didn't use that as my room. I used my sister's old bedroom as my room for a while. Mm. But all my stuff was in my room. But my bed was so full of junk that I didn't sleep there. Uh, so you had a toy room and a bedroom. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but all of my sister's old things were still in their room. <laughs> so I just went in there to sleep. Yeah. Oh, I remember I had so many toys as a kid and I would like, like push things to the side to like clear a path <laughs> through my room. I, I that had was all the way. Room. Yeah, that was all the way through high school up until the very end whenever you did a big remodel. Yeah. In the middle of high school was when we remodeled my room and I kept it pretty clean after that. Mm-hmm. You had a sweet setup. Yeah. It was a nice. It, we We loved the remodel. <laughs> it was good. But before then, yeah. There was a lot of things. Yeah. So we both grew up in a situation that was very thing heavy. I guess we had different ways of going about it. I will say my dad, my dad's was a complete contrast because I didn't have a room and my dad didn't have a room for most of my childhood. So I didn't have stuff over there. What, what little stuff I did have was like in drawers or closets. Mm -hmm. I didn't, where were all my toys? I guess I didn't you have a TV. Yeah, I watched TV over there for the most part. I didn't have a ton of toys. I had like some bath toys in the bathroom. I know I had some toys, but they were not out because there was nowhere for them to be out at. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff there, I don't think. No, I don't remember playing much at your dad's house like we would watch a movie or we would go outside yeah we would go outside or i remember playing horsey uh-huh or i would take a mattress and lay it up against the couch and slide down it oh <laughs> yeah so i played with what was there but yeah we didn't have room for a bunch of toys at my dad's house Less stuff there. Less stuff heavy. Yeah. Well, I would say over the whole house, it seemed kind of like minimal Mm -hmm. furniture. I don't remember like a bunch of stuff up on the walls or... No, there wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't a ton of stuff there. Interesting. Interesting. I'd forgotten. Hmm. Well, how, how do you feel about your relationship to stuff now as you've matured? As I've matured, I feel it hasn't changed much. Uh, growing up, I had a collection of collections. That's what I used to tell people. They'd be like, what do you collect? And I was like, collections. This is my pencil collection. This is my eraser collection. This is my fancy paper collection. This is my beanie baby collection. I had so many things that I collected. And I I got money for like birthdays and Christmases. And so I would you had a $2 bill collection. I still have a $2 bill collection. <laughs> yeah, my porcelain doll collection. Uh, so I had lots of stuff to choose from. And my mother helped me acquire these things because she she knew what I had. Because she bought them for me. And so she would buy me more of what I wanted to add to my collections. Gee, I wonder where I got it from. <laughs> and so I feel like that's it's similar now. I, I still have things that I collect and things that I want to collect. And it's easier to let myself buy those things because I know they're part of something bigger. <laughs> so whenever I see something, I'm like, well, this really fits in with my Victorian collection. <laughs> 
then it's harder not to buy it. See, I don't know. I've never been big into collecting. I guess now I kind of collect stickers. I like stickers. That is definitely a collection that you have. I can't think of another one, though, besides plants, but that's just a millennial thing. Yeah, I just have a window full of plants. I don't know if it's a collection. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's just normal now. Well, uh, I guess I've collected a fair amount of books. I like books about psychology that I generally don't read all the way through. Um, Again, that seems pretty normal. Yeah. No, not a big collector. Whale things, maybe? You have things. The things you buy are different. The things you buy... You buy a lot of clothes. Yeah. And... Clothes, accessories. Hair, skin, makeup type things. Yeah. I don't know. I felt less inclined to buy just stuff lately. I've gone through phases, though, where I'm just, like, big into (laughs) shopping. But I don't know. Right now, I don't feel like there's anything I just, like, need or really, really want. Yeah. We've gotten... Well, that's because we've gotten to the point where you reach an age, hopefully... That's what the goal is, to where you can buy everything you want and then you won't want anything anymore, right? That's how it works. You reach a limit of everything you ever wanted and then you won't want more. You want the next thing. (laughs) This is America. (laughs) This is America. And we want more things. But generally, you know, all those things as a kid that I couldn't have. Like, I went through a toy buying phase my first job. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a wobble bubble, guys. And not <laughs> just did. not just any wobble bubble, a glow in the dark wobble bubble. Also got one of those, what were they, like geo pets or something? The thing in the water. That wasn't recently, that was when I was a little kid. No, we bought one from Walmart. Oh, you mean the little jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. Little toy pets. Yeah. So <laughs> Things that you couldn't or didn't have as a child. Now I've now I've acquired everything that I ever could have wanted, and now I can see things. And generally, I try and turn things down. Whenever I see things, I want everything. Somebody mentioned to me the other day. They're like, "For someone who's so cheap, you try to buy so many things." And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's infuriating. Yeah, no, I I pick things up and I carry them around the store and I put them back before I pay for them. <laughs> And I pressure her into buying everything. (laughs) No, not all the time. Oh, I was trying to think of things I wanted as a child but didn't get. I can't get a horse now. (laughs) That was the big one. That was the big one. That was the one thing that I really wanted and never got. But no, I don't know. I feel pretty satisfied. Me too. I had an air hockey table growing up. It was from a garage sale or something, but it worked, so... I want a boat. (laughs) Yeah. I want an RV. I want my house, and I want my master's degree. We want expensive things now. (laughs) That's what makes buying all these little things so much better, though, because it's like, "Mm, but this was $5, and I'm happy for a little bit. Yeah, but isn't the point if we don't buy so many little things, we could buy the big things we really want? That is the point, and that's one of the things that growing up impoverished is so, it makes it so hard to do because... What do poor people do? (laughs) Yes, so I've done a very meager amount of research on this topic. Let me pull it up for you. So as you guys probably know or have noticed, like there's a lot of stereotypes about people in poverty and how they stay in poverty and why they don't make better financial decisions and things like that. And 
There's a reason for that. There's lots of reasons for it. The gist of it is when you're in a situation where you say very, very little, like you're living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, you can only save a little bit of money at a time. And so it takes you forever to save any amount of money. You want to spend it on things that give your life some sort of meaning. A brief happiness. A brief happiness, right? So you guys have probably known someone, or maybe just where we grew up, I knew tons of people who were worse off than I was, who had mattresses on the ground, like paint peeling off the walls, Mm -hmm. um, and either they had a really expensive car they couldn't afford or a really big TV they couldn't afford or a really nice gaming console they couldn't afford or something along those lines an electric yeah. guitar so everything else would be something yeah everything else would be in shambles but the one thing and you're like well if they wouldn't spend all their money on that TV if they didn't spend all their money on that TV they would have nothing to live for <laughs> yeah that's the thing is yeah they're living in a, on a mattress on the ground and the place is gross but yeah they want to stare at a big tv yeah so well like in your brain logically you're like they shouldn't have spent money on that it's like so you get a bed frame what happiness does that bring you besides the happiness of looking like you don't sleep on a mattress on the you know yeah and so i knew tons of people like that as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure that kind of can encompass a little bit of the money problems my dad had was wanting the nice thing. Mm-hmm. That one big thing once he finally had money. Yeah, that one big thing once he had money. And then it was, it usually just put the whole rest of the month <laughs> behind. Yeah. No, that's kind of how my dad was too. Like, like when we got full rental and all the houses were rented, we would always go out for this big fancy meal. But then we would like, you know, keep going out places. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when it's tight, we're like, well, we got to buy beans and rice. <laughs> hamburger helper time. My dad, yeah. my dad's family. So it was my dad, his brother and his mother, they all lived together. And so they, they would pool their money. And that was how they lived as their family unit, because mm-hmm. they were all they ended up all on disability. They all had very limited funds to work with and so as soon as the checks came in it was steak once Mm -hmm. or twice and then hamburger helper and chicken noodle noodle soup the rest of the month yeah and i don't know i feel like more planning perhaps could have helped even that out a little bit but it wasn't just the food it was it was everything was treated like that my dad was one of those people who would put things in the pawn shop and then take it out of the pawn shop and then put it back in and take it back out and put it back in and take it back out every single month. Mm. Pawn it, get it back. Pawn it, get it back. And that was just a normal part of his life as long as I've known him. Yeah. So I got some some things for you. This is... I didn't take a picture of the name of the article, but this is from Sage Journals. The abstract of it talks about how, you know... 
low social social uh, socioeconomic status in childhood is a good indicator of how a person will spend their money and how they buy things later on in life it's all about resource scarcity right mm-hmm. in the harsh reality of like early childhood environments really does stick with you for your whole life and so people who grew up in lower SES environments were more impulsive, they took more risks, and they approached temptation more quickly. And of course, it was the opposite for people who had a more like stable social socioeconomic standing. They took fewer risks, all that sort of stuff. And in another article from MIT, they were, ta- they were talking about like extremely impoverished nations, people who live on less than a dollar a day. So not probably not anyone we know in the u.s that me and becca personally know live this lifestyle but i feel like it it kind of answers some questions about you know why is saving hard that's the big thing is the rich people always looking down on the poor people being like well you should have saved your money but saving money at home is hard if you're trying to save your money, like actual cash money, which I feel like a lot of people in poverty actually do still have cash money. Yeah, well, you either don't trust banks or you don't have enough money to open the bank account. You can't or you'll handle the fees. The money to bank fees, yeah. Or you get change and you find spare change and that's how you buy your chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Like mm-hmm. we had to, you had to search the car for spare change to see if you had enough to buy a little bit of extra food or whatever. But when you have money in a house, it can get taken mm-hmm. by other family members, which also happened growing up. Like people would borrow quote unquote money from each other, yeah, which was taking it and hoping you could replace it before they noticed. So that's one reason why it's hard to save is being like, well, someone's gonna take it. Or, you know, you know that you're vulnerable to temptation. You're aware that having the money there is a temptation. It's not locked away in a bank or in a savings account or something. You like, you know where it's at and you think yeah. about it. That's why they say it's burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah, it's burning a hole in your pocket. It's right there. It's a temptation and it's hard, hard to keep yourself from giving yourself the little bit of joy with mm-hmm. the purchase. Um... Something else is you don't want to to save because you know that that money is going to end up feeding some future um, expense or even some future craving. You know that if you save it up too much, then you'll have enough to just blow it all. Because yeah. if, you, if you reach some magical number, it's either going to get used to repair something or fix something or someone's going to need to borrow it or someone's going to get sick or... You could have that TV. Or you could finally have that TV. And so you're just like, maybe I'll make a bunch of little purchases and that will buy more than the one big TV. That sort of stuff. So I feel like I had a little bit of that growing up. I don't know. The two halves of my family, my mom's half and my dad's half, approach money and things completely differently. They're very opposites in the way they handle all those situations. My mother is just the cheapest possible option why would anyone ever spend money on that when you could do it this way? And my dad was just wanted what he wanted so bad. And if he ever got the chance to get it, he would get it. Yeah. You know, so it's a very interesting dynamic that people have with their things and in money with money in general. But I mean, after you take away 
your housing expenses and your transportation expenses and your food, that itty bitty little bit left to play around with or treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. It's hard not to. It's hard not to, and I'm not going to say people shouldn't. Yeah. This is also, I mean, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, it literally is just that. And saving, I don't know, $5 a week isn't really going to do yeah. anything for you. You like to think that I'm I'm so good at the self-deprecation of things. Like, I can really yeah. just tell myself not to have things. But in my mind, it's so easy to be like... I don't need this thing right now. If I really want it, I'll get it sometime. But to tell yourself, no, I won't get this thing for like year after year after year. Or let's put it another way. I, um, for one year in college, I lived in a dorm without a meal plan. Mm -hmm. And so I ate potatoes and ramen and canned soup for like yep. eight months straight because I had a mini fridge and microwave. And so I, I, that self-sacrifice of being able to do that, I did that for eight months so that I could save up for an apartment. But can you really ask someone to do that for 10 years to save up for a house? No. No. And they would have liver cancer by the time they got the house. Yeah. So that's like put it in perspective how very hard it is to be like, well, they should have been doing it this way or they should do it that way. It's like it's easy to save money when you're making more than enough money. Yes. And it's it's easy to be like, well, they should have resisted the temptation. And it's like for a month, for a year for 10 years or for their life. Yeah. If you've lived your whole life telling yourself no, eventually you reach a point where you think, I've worked hard and I earned this. And that's what that's what I always hear certain people say about certain other classes is like, you should be working harder if they worked harder. And it's just like, if you work 40 hours a week or if you work 30 hours a week or if you have a child or if any of these circumstances mm-hmm. apply to you, you do feel like you deserve something. Yeah. More than surviving, more than, you know, right, living anyone, in a you room. You can survive on a very small amount of money, but if that's your whole life, mm-hmm. if it's your whole depressing. life, yeah, if your whole life is waking up and going to work and coming home and eating your potato that you cooked in the microwave, like, but why? Yup. So stuff gives you something to live for. At least that's what it seems to be like for most of America. That's what it feels like is you work to live to buy things. I'm personally trying to lean more into experiences. Obviously, not right now. Yeah. Not as much right now, but, but over we the- were getting more into the experiences going to like concerts and museums. Yeah, we and went stuff. to Lizzo. Yeah, we went to concerts. We went to an opera. We went to museums like a few times a year or aquariums or the zoo or trying to have experiences with people, go places, see new things or do new things like start a podcast. Hmm. Trying to do those things over buying the things, but I'd say I definitely went on a buying things spree once I like got a job and a place and I was secure because just all the years of telling myself no yeah or not even asking myself if I could buy this because there was no money when it's finally an option whenever it's finally an option I did go a little probably a little overboard (laughs) but now I feel like 
I've been able to tone it back a little bit and be like, I don't need as many things. Experience is more important. Time with the people I love is what I should be spending my time and money and efforts on. Right. Plus, we'll be moving soon. And then I'll have all the space for all my stuff. All the space for all the stuff. And we're not buying new stuff because Katie always says it's one more thing to move. Mm -hmm. And I, I never buy new stuff like... No, we're big thrifters. We're big thrifters. And like, if you buy things a little bit at a time, it's usually cheaper. Like, we have mixed match, matched dishes and mixed match cutlery because they were given mm-hmm. to us or bought a little bit at a time. But part of me wants to, when we get this house, is spend the extra money to have a matching set of dishes and a matching set of this and that and the other thing and have things that... I bought on purpose as opposed to things that I find or am yeah. given. Happened into. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Is that just the capitalism getting to me? I it's mean, also the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. It's nice to have nice things. I don't know. I I enjoy my kitschy, silly things. But when I bought myself <laughs> a bed frame last year, it's probably the most expensive purchase I've made completely on my own. Besides a laptop? It was more expensive than the laptop. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I got this big bed frame that I'd been fantasizing about for, I'd say, at least a year. And it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So it is, oh, part of it is, you know, just spending the money. But the other part is like, you're just taking in this thing every time you look at it. And you're like, yes, that is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You're making your habitat. You're making it how you want it. Mm-hmm. But also, it is consumerism, and we're tricked into thinking we need more than we actually do. Yes. I just... I hate... <laughs> I know that I'm in a space where if I ever needed anything, I could just go right out and buy it. We live in that society where if I needed a specific whatever, I just go to a store and buy it or I could order it online and it would get here in almost no yeah. time flat if I really needed it. And yet, still, when I see something as I'm shopping, I'm like, hmm, I might need that one one day. <laughs> Another sign of poverty is keeping things in case you might need them because you might not be able to afford them later. Sounds like hoarding. And it sounds like hoarding, right? We'll save that for the next episode. Yes. But I still find myself being like, ooh, that's such a good price for that thing. What if I need that? And so I've accumulated so many things. Well, when something's on sale and you're like, I'll never find it this cheap again. It's like, you have to buy it. (laughs) You have to. That's the joke we make is, well, what was I supposed to do? Not buy it for $30 or not buy it for 50 cents? (laughs) I'd be losing money if I didn't buy this. Okay, mother. (laughs) Yeah, so I still have that sort of frame of mind whenever I buy certain things. And it is nice to just... uh, have one of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's probably a bad way to go about my life, but it is so nice and convenient to have what I want whenever I want to do something with it. I'm thinking a lot about like art supplies, I guess, specifically. Because mm. now I really do almost have one of every art supply, it seems. I don't know. It's a comfort. It's a sense of security mm-hmm. that you have the thing if you would need it. Yeah. 
Would you say there is anything that is your prized possession? Uh, there are things that I need, like to live my day-to-day life as I'm used to it. No, no. What brings you the most joy? <laughs> what thing do I like the most? Yeah. That's a tough question. Yeah. I'd say some of my antique collection items I, I really like and I'm attached to. Also, a few things from childhood. I have, I feel like I've mentioned it before. I have this little plastic heart that used to be full of water or whatever liquid, and now it's kind of low on liquid, and it has little pastel beads in it and little glitter. It's just like a plastic see-through heart with like a snow globe, but it's on a necklace. Oh. And I've had that since I was very little. And every time I look at it, I'm like, this is my special thing. (laughs) Ever since I was little, I was like, this is my most special thing. Interesting. So I have it somewhere. That is special to me (laughs) for some reason. Yeah. I guess just because I've had it so long. Special childhood thing. If I had any of my stuffed animals from childhood, my mom has them for me. <laughs> if I had any of them here, those would probably hold some weight. But I'd say, like, my um, stereoscope, my 1800s Victorian doll, mm-hmm. my spinning wheel, even though it's broken and I haven't gotten it to work yet. I still love <laughs> that spinning wheel. Maybe someday. Mm-hmm. That sewing machine, my, my brand new sewing machine... Yeah. Is important to me, and it's useful, and it's worth some money. (laughs) So yeah, I'd say those are some of the things that I would want if the house was on fire. What about you? Um, yeah, it wouldn't be convenient if the house was on fire, but I'm thinking of, like, pieces of furniture. Like, I have my mom's old jewelry chest, which is filled with sentimental things, a lot of her stuff. Also, um, her antique desk I really like. And, um, yeah, that's special because my grandfather did a did a repair on it. It was, like, one of the last things he did in his workshop. Uh, so my stuff's really, like, sentimental. Yeah, yours is family stuff. There's also Jared, the plant, mm-hmm. who I've had for almost a decade now. Like he's pretty special to me, um, but yeah, I don't know. As far as like material possessions, I don't know. I really like my car. I really like my bed frame. <laughs> I I really like everything I have. I have so much of it that it's true that I can't. You know, I'm never gonna use it all or look at it all or whatever. But mm. there's a reason when people come over, I want to show them my things. Yeah. Like, I don't know where that comes from, but, like, I'm like, ooh, do you want to see this? I have one of these. It's a way you express your personality also. You're like, these are the things I like. These say something about me. I suppose so. Things that I find interesting or things that I want to learn about or, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Things I have deemed worthy to hold on to. Yes. Because I can't be bothered to express myself with the way I look every day. It's just too much effort. <laughs> I, I like the idea of doing my hair and my makeup and wearing fancy clothes. Or I could just bring you into my lair and show you all my cool things. And then you would understand. Yeah. And you can just wear a sweatshirt. And then I can just wear a sweatshirt and be comfortable. I'll let my th- items speak for me. Yeah. Like I've... 
one of my favorite things is when people come in and they point something out that we have or they mm. say, ooh, I really like this. What's this? I'm like, well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of other things. Like, I like things, but I don't know if I have a thing that I'm like, this is my most important thing, and if something happened to it. Hmm. I don't know. Like, if if things got destroyed, I would say I would try and replace a fair amount of these things because I like them so much. Yeah. Like, whenever we move, and I'm almost surely going to damage all the dried roses I have... They're going to be very hard to move. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just have to get more. I'll just have to dry out more roses because I really like them. You listening, boys? Buy me roses so I can kill them and let them dry out and hang their corpses all over my house for decoration. Mm -hmm. I like my phrenology head. Mm -hmm. We have a head collection. We have a head collection of mannequin heads and things like that. It's a year head collection. I have one head in it. But it adds so much to the collection. It does. Uh, Together, how do you feel about our stuff together? I feel like our stuff goes well together. It does go well together. It's almost like we grew up being <laughs> being around each other all the time and have similar tastes. Well, we moved when we moved in. We had to discuss like colors and you know. whatever we had was going. <laughs> colors didn't matter as much. We try to organize things in a way that makes sense, though. Yeah. Well, we've got lots of blues and golds in the living room. We sort of planned that. I think I only remember saying gold. Well, then you wanted these pillows, and then you're like, blues, too. Um, and then you're like, the carpet matches. Well, see, <laughs> the pillows and the carpet were free. <laughs> so. Well, now they're blues. <laughs> now it's kind of blue. <laughs> but also a little green. Who knows? Gray. Black, brown, gray, green. <laughs> Red, gold. Well, I think it's nice. <laughs> we have the full spectrum of... I guess style and age and color and texture. Yeah. I feel like if someone walked into our home and tried to guess anything about us, it'd be very obvious, I don't know, millennials. Mm-hmm. Artsy, spooky. Mm-hmm. So millennial. <laughs> yeah. Basic. Basic, basic, basic. I feel like it's pretty standard twenty year old stuff as you look around except for the sheer amount because i don't know i don't know if everybody our age just has this much i feel like if they're in an apartment this size they have this much i suppose you fill your space like a goldfish (laughs) (laughs) like a potted plant i have outgrown this space and i need more yes and i'm sure many of you can relate (sighs) to the acquisition of stuff over the years I'm surely not getting rid of as much as I am bringing in. Although recently I have tried. Yeah, we we have like a constant goodwill pile going. Well, yeah, because we have a constant influx of stuff. There's nowhere else left to put it. I keep telling people to stop getting me things. I'm like, I need food or experiences because there's, I like I said, I already have a bag of stuff for the new house because there's nowhere to put it now. So it's just in a bag in the closet. Yeah. And there it will stay until it has its proper place. I don't know. I think we're healthy in that we're not holding on to every single thing. Yes. Let things go pretty easily. And I think we're also doing a good job of not buying everything. Like, I don't I don't feel like I have a spending problem. No. 
But you would probably say I have a not spending problem because I deny myself so many things. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a problem. I'd say it makes me look bad. (laughs) But I don't know. I've also toned back on my spending. Just don't want that much. But anywho. This this has been us and our stuff. And our things. And how we live our lives. We say it's about stuff, but it's also a lot about, like, money. And money, how we feel about money. Mm-hmm. How we think we can hold our money in things. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that might be more for the hoarding episode next time. <laughs> yes. I definitely know people who hold their money within objects. Well, listener, do you have attachments to things? Probably, unless you're Almost like a perfect sh- Buddhist. Unless you're one of those new min- minimalists who's trying to live that minimalist, tiny house lifestyle. Yeah. Well, tell us if you have a prized possession or if you like to collect things. Or, I don't know, if you feel... How do you feel your things represent you to people? Yeah. Tell us. Tell us about it. Uh, you can send those to... GSTBFBF at gmail.com or we're on Instagram at GSTBFpod. Awesome. Well, this has been Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Woo. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Ah, the noise you want to have? Yes. Gross. Ha ha! Gross.